Hi, this is Casey Erlacher, the mayor of the village of Matawa, and you're listening to the Lake Forest Podcast. Welcome to the Lake Forest Podcast, a podcast about the lovely city of Lake Forest, featuring topics like local news, sports, music, people, food, and turf. My name is Pete. I'm joined with the voice of Lake Forest High School basketball, football, lacrosse, chess team. Skew, woo, woo, woo. The Lake Forest Podcast is supported by viewers, listeners, and businesses just like you. Make a memory of a lifetime with Shark Eye Outdoors out of Longboat Key, Florida. Experience their shark beach fishing, kayak tours, and fossil hunting. Go to SharkGuyOutdoors.com to schedule an outing now. Forest Bluff Real Estate Group serves Illinois, Wisconsin, Lake Forest, and Lake Bluff. John Josephitis, Laura Lee Van Fleet, and Michelle Parnell get a free market analysis now at ForestBluffRealEstate.com. For the best cannabis in the world, look no further than Iliad Epic Grow. They're a cannabis cultivation center owned by Lake Bluff's own Rich Ruzich. They focus on hard-to-find small batch products that will delight both the occasional user and Ganjier. When visiting Michigan, ask for it by name, Epic Products, Exceptional Process, Iliad Epic Grow. For more information, email info at iliadgrow.com. Havy Communications has been helping first responders arrive safely since 1983. It's owned by Lake Forest owned Mike Havy. Check them out at havycommunications.com. We'd also like to say that we're thankful for our Patreon supporters. Reverend Lupac from the Church of the Holy Spirit. Matt A, Elizabeth C, Coastal Lance Otto, RDM, John C, and Dan Rogers. Shout out to the Lake Forest Breakfast Group, Broad Stop in Kenosha, Captain Mike's Kenosha, Greentown Tavern, Waukegan, and the Frolic Lounge in Waukegan. Walker, how you doing, Scoo? Doing good. Good morning. How are you? Fantastic, Scoo. This is a great day. Later on in the show, we have the Mayor of Metawa, Casey Urlacher, joining us. Nice, nice. He is pretty upset that uh, he lost out to Lake Colonial. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll get to that I later. I don't think he lost out to Lake Colonial. But <laughs> you're the host. <laughs> <laughs> he'll he'll be on a little bit later and uh, we'll have a little chat with him you know we'll talk a little uh politics uh Scoo, i don't know if you notice what i'm uh wearing here i do do you happen havy to know communication havy communications a very good dude we, and... we are not about promotions on this show right nor do we want to ever be Never, but we will accept support. Small bills, please. Yes, you have something crawling up your left breast. <laughs> Spider, I'm told that's very cool. First responders, you look good. First responder, where so, school, where do I begin here? Mm. Where'd you like to begin? You know, I'm pretty pissed off. You know why? Ooh, why? Uh-oh. Somebody <laughs> went into... Hang on. Let me put my seatbelt on. Okay. All right. You bolted in? <laughs> Somebody went into the West Deer Path train station and tore off the urinal. Did you see that? I saw that. What is what is freaking wrong with people? I mean, <laughs> I hope they find the people, those four they guys. They got some pretty good picks, man. I, I mean... 
It's just, it's unbelievable. Believable? A urinal. A urinal. Okay. Dumb, dumb teenage boys. That's unbelievable. I don't know if they're teenage. We can't speculate. Fair enough. Hopefully they're. No, no. Hopefully, I don't know. My my, ba- my bad to all the to the teenagers out there, but uh, I saw that post. Unbelievable. Um, how much of that city council meeting did you check out? I uh, I watched a uh, a good chunk of it before I uh, kind of laughed myself to sleep. <laughs> well, they definitely. Uh... Mr. Buchanan, is that his name? Oh, Bushman. Bushman. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Bushman (laughs) is really stretching out his term. I mean, he... He should step down right now, just my opinion. (laughs) Well... End it. (laughs) But but you don't... Take it to the end and just drag out and... Well, did you... Here, wait, wait, before we even get going, here's yeah. here's my rub on the whole meeting. Yeah. Obviously, last night was a conserve energy meeting because not it's it just like every time someone spoke, they forgot how to turn on their mics. And I'm sitting there like, what, you know, what are you saying? I mean. Did you see me in chat? No. Oh, the AV, AV guy was like, I don't know who the AV guy was. Well, it's not his fault. Uh, no, I think they busted Buchanan's uh, microphone. Bushman. Bushman. Why do you keep saying Buchanan? I I don't know because the he's... most controversial alderman probably ever. And you know, let's get, we're gonna don't, don't let him get you know. I no, think. I mean, go ahead. I think somebody did something to it because everybody else's mic was working. No, they weren't. Well, some were, but some you know one you know it you know the thing is. And believe me, I know how it is because I was there. You have to hit the button on the mic on and then hit the button off. And when these people are talking and they're not hitting the button, yeah, you're okay. you're hearing you're hearing the uh, got person speaking from the mic of the person sitting next to them who might have it on. Okay, <laughs> it's just if if you're not gonna you know if you're gonna broadcast these things, hit the mic button, guys. I mean, it's not, <laughs> but they Sorry. might have, they might have pulled the plug on Bushman because it is painful listening to him just well, word salad his way to, you know, when, when you, when you got people that support him, start scratching their heads, you know, like what the heck is he talking about? You know, I like George, go ahead. Just get it off your <laughs> get out. I mean, you're gone in a couple months. You're, you're just, yeah. You've caused so much controversy, you know, Stupid. in the negative. Just say your piece. <laughs> well, hilarious. I'm a little under under the weather this morning because last night I did a drinking game with oh, my boy. buddies, and uh, every time that uh, Era did an eye roll, <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm telling you, it is just. I, I I watched the whole thing. I won't watch the World Series. I won't watch uh, the NCAA football championships. But I will stay up till ten fifteen 
to hear the very last peep of the Lake Forest City Council. Just amazing. And um, I think it's amazing that, uh, you know, they're minus a very, very, very big issue that they were discussing and voting on that evening. And the newest alderman, again, is a no-show. That's a second in a row no-show? I believe so. I mean, it's like you're interviewed to be a a councilman on our city council, and you're being vetted through the process. And, you know, do do you have any conflicts? Do you have any issues with, you know, work or attending meetings and all that nope i don't okay well great you're you've been supplanted and put on there and then you don't show at <laughs> the meetings and then and then and when you do show again in a very controversial issue you don't show i'm not gonna vote <laughs> my first vote i'm out <laughs> you know? school what the hell is going on here? <laughs> <laughs> is that Nancy? To be <laughs> fair to Nancy Novit, to her credit, she's a very honest person because when she when she said how she was going to prepare for these meetings, she wasn't going to do anything, and she wasn't. <laughs> well, I, I mean, my goodness! Again, it's like you know, I'm laughing because. We had that whole discussion when they were in. Oh, did, how'd you prepare? Everyone gets the same question. How'd you prepare for this meeting? I didn't. Why should I? <laughs> Me too. I, I was told I'm not to just show, show up. <laughs> I was told to just show up here and I'd be thrown in as an alderman. I mean, my husband was an alderman, and uh, you know, I'm you know, I got the I, I got, got his notes. Pedigree. I got his I notes from uh, 2012. <laughs> I, I'm a pedigree, or what is it? I'm I'm a uh, what do they call legacy. It? A legacy. I'm a legacy. I'm in. A pledge pin. <laughs> <laughs> and then the first three times, three meetings. I think it's the three meetings, and someone will correct me, obviously, if I'm wrong. But you know, her her first meeting. I'm not voting. <laughs> so she was I, there, but I she wasn't saying, really there. So do you count that as a point five? I, so all the <laughs> her last three meetings, let's say four. <laughs> It's counted as a, a 2.5. And the next meeting, cricket. You know, who, where, where's that new alderman that we, we just... <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. And then last night, another big issue to, to vote on. You know where she Indeed. was? Hey, big... listen, if something's wrong, I, I, I apologize. I, you know, understand and all that, you know, blah, blah, blah. But again, I mean, you, you are interviewed to be an alderman on the city council you are at point blank if there's conflict if there's you know is this really an issue with your work and this and that you know because don't do it if you can't make it she's over three scoo you know we're fans of seinfeld on the show right did anybody <laughs> you look want underneath to be the my desk? latex salesman no. Did you look underneath the desk? Right. <laughs> the dais. <laughs> Come on. I mean, jeez. <laughs> oh. Anyways. Well, then Melanie had to make sure that, you know, that plastic was staying put. Again, you know, it was just, it, that was, again, it was just uh, fun to watch because I'm like, you know, 
Melanie's rolling off. And, you know, she's she's making some good questions. She's kind of, you know, sounds great. You know, making good points. And, you know, yeah. but I'm in the back of my head, I'm like, wait for it. Wait for it. Wait for it. Boom. Bam. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are you sure you guys were doing this? The correct? It, it was, was it recycling those... or reusable? Well, it was funny because it's like, you guys are doing, you did a fantastic job and all this, but are you sure you did it the right way? Is, you know, recycling versus reusing? I mean, oy vey. I mean, was it needed? Yeah, but she got the microphone. At least she, oh, no, she didn't use her mic the right way, too, because I was trying, you know, doing the, good God, come on, hit the the on button. She was using Ted's yeah mike that was left on so he's like what did she oh my goodness good lord Ara's eyeballs look like slot machines <laughs> er, <Ara's. laughs> how about our mayor was you know he's funny he's thing, good the funny he's good. thing about george is like you know he makes a statement and all of a sudden it's like every time now it's for the council to give their opinion he's like um uh okay so i guess it's time for the council to input uh sure does anyone want to say anything no one wants to say anything right <laughs> well here as we're recording this podcast it's 9 45 a.m <laughs> the following morning can somebody check on those guys to see if they're still in there <laughs> i mean it's just kind of funny that uh the only one that's sitting in the chair is Nancy Nova because she just woke up. Yeah. <laughs> Good God. Whatever. Oh, yeah. I'm like, whatever. Well, it's just, but it's not whatever. It's something that, you know, the community has to look at that and watch it. No one, you know, there was 15, kinda... 15 people watching it. <laughs> I think we should get. Some of our listeners, and, and then people blow us crap when we make comments on, like, "Oh, you don't know what you're talking about." That's all. Blah blah blah. No enough. Did you did you watch it? No, no. enough. Did you watch it? No. Did you go to it? No. Then... <laughs> Shut your pie hole. <laughs> oh my goodness, everyone. So that I, was. We're not live, are we? <laughs> no, we're Memorex. Oh, so... just too funny. Oh, and then of course you got the uh, the usuals coming up there for a public opinion on the turf, but they weren't talking about the turf. They were talking about the oh, January six new lawsuit. lawsuit. Uh, you know, the funniest thing about it, it just. You know what? Hey, guys. Oh. Hey, Reed. If you guys have discretionary income, go to the Lake Forest Podcast Patreon page. <laughs> I just, I mean, wow. Lawyers, to, man. Well, <laughs> I, I just think the funny thing was when the original lawsuit happened, you know, everyone was that was brought into it, you know, and then they were all dismissed and whatever. We're screaming, you know, I got to now pay for a lawyer and this and that. It's like, and now we're rehashing it. And now they're filing a lawsuit. I don't know. I just, 
at what point, you know, do you just, I guess, to have that? Is it that ugly of money? a building? Is that is no. it is it that no. bad of a building? Oh, no. and and they've gotten whatever they wanted, and it's just kind of. You know, first they wanted an additional house on it. They got the house. Now they don't like the house. Now, you know, they, they wanted the building reduced. Now the building was reduced. Now, you know, it, I would like to see, since property values are the big issue. Yeah. You know, when these people sell, if the people sell, you know, I, I really doubt, or if they're trying to sell right now, I doubt that too, but I don't know. I, I would say property values, and I'm not a realtor and don't pretend to be, but I got to imagine your property value is less if you have a nasty, ugly, vacant lot sitting next to you. As With a, a dumpster on it. And on top of it, across the street, a house that has been vacant for 15 years, 10, 12 years, uh, beautiful house with just disgusting brick laying in the yard and all. I, I got to imagine property values in that area are lower with those eyesores than with um, a house and uh, a condo unit filling up the vacancies. I don't know. I just, I'm not a realtor. Some Come on, realtors, speak up. Well, speaking of speaking up, uh, it's the same cast of characters that go up to that podium and, I'm not saying any names, but better served. No, I think, you know what? Everyone has a right to go up there. Yeah. It's, it just kind of, you know, and they're, they're neighbors of ours or community members. I'm not going to bash people and all that, but I mean, at least go up there. If you're going to go up there with some data that you're, you know, I mean, I mean, the one person who, you know, went over her time, I mean, God, I wanted to run my, uh, my head through. It's just kind of, yeah, she's a smart woman and all that and brings up, you know, I, <laughs> it's just, you know. There's so many causes in this world that really, like, could use that energy. Yeah, but, I mean, and they all do good point. stuff, but, you know, is it really... It, it, is this faction, is this the, this is turning into the, I hate the city, whatever the city decides we're going to go against and we're going to find something, some flaw, you know, and we're going to ride that pony into, you know, it's just like, come on. <laughs> let's take a break from those people. and But, let's... but it's good video. It's, it's fun to it's... watch. It's good for podcasting. Um, on a serious God bless, note, God bless us. God, uh, on a serious note, on a positive serious note, uh, they had all those uh, first responders. Ah, unbelievable. The Lake Forest Fire Department Clinical Save Awards. Uh, tonight, we're honoring rescue efforts by the Lake Forest Fire Department, Lake Forest Police Department, Dispatch, and the Chicago Bears staff. Over the last few months, Lake Forest first responders have done three clinical cardiac saves. These saves were on calls where the patient was in full cardiac arrest and considered deceased. Through the heroic efforts of the people involved, three different patients were able to re regain a heart rate, 
were taken to Lake Forest Hospital for further care and eventually were released to return home safely to their families. I'm happy to introduce Battalion Chief Andrew Rick and Dr. Michael Peters from Lake Forest Hospital who will present the SAVE Awards. And then we're going to have a lot of pictures. <laughs> a lot of pictures, a lot of pictures. Uh, Dr. Peters, come on. Honorable Mayor, uh, members of council, thank you, obviously, with a number of people especially. Thanks for having us come and letting us do this tonight. Uh, it's a really good opportunity uh, to look at a lot of se segments of our public safety. We have the police, the fire, our dispatch center, and then even the community members that were involved as well. Um, we do work closely with all those other departments, and none of us do any of these things for the awards or the recognitions. I think this is something we just enjoy our job. We like doing what we do. Um, but this is a really cool opportunity to find a few of those moments when we really make a, a true difference in someone's life and that there's an opportunity for somebody that wasn't going to go home unless there was some intervention. And we've sent those people back to their families. A uh, really cool opportunity tonight that two of those people, two of the three that we actually had a save for have shown up tonight and an opportunity to shake some hands with some of the people that were involved. Um, I think it, that to me is more meaningful than the award that's involved is the opportunity to say hello to that person, shake a hand and talk a little bit about who they are and get to know them a little bit more. Um, so as we mentioned, we've had a number of saves over the last six months, but we are at a 55% save rate right now for the last six months, which is far and above anything that any of us truly expect. The national average is only about 5% right now. Uh, part of that deals with a lot of you know, good work that we've been doing, a lot of good training that we've been doing, uh, but it also it's all those other components that are involved in making sure that the perfect process is set in place so that those people have a good chance to survive. We're describing events here that are truly life-saving. Uh, you heard the rates for uh, recovery from resuscitation for cardiac arrest being around 5% nationally, um, and the rates for the firefighter paramedics in the city of Lake Forest are much First higher. First case occurred in the early afternoon of August 15th, 2022. Lake Forest Fire Department was dispatched for a 69-year-old male in cardiac arrest. When the six firefighter paramedics from Lake Forest arrived on scene, bystanders were already performing CPR and had used a community AED to perform cardiac defibrillation. The fire crews took over the resuscitation. Uh, they work in a pre-established role. Each person has a defined role, and they work together as a team uh, to provide you know, the best chance for recovery. Um, they immediately performed high-quality, uninterrupted chest compressions, which are a key component to resuscitation success. They instituted airway management, and they administered uh, life-saving medication. Their patient regained his heartbeat, and he was safely transported to Northwestern Medicine Lake Forest. Upon arrival, he was breathing on his own. Uh, the emergency department continued care, and he was eventually um, discharged. We can do photos, yeah. <laughs> Second patient, this event occurred on the early afternoon of October 15th, 2022, when a 39-year-old father collapsed in his driveway, which was witnessed by his son. He called 911, and the dispatchers instructed the man's son on how to perform CPR on his father. Lake Forest police officers quickly arrived on the scene and took over CPR from the patient's son. 
And then six Lake Forest firefighter paramedics arrived soon after, again, each performing a specific role to continue the resuscitation. After several cardiac defibrillations, doses of medication, the patient regained his heartbeat and he was transported to Lake Forest and was later discharged. third event occurred on, again, in the early afternoon on November 29th, 2022. Lake Forest Fire Department was dispatched for a 60-year-old female who had fallen on her driveway. While they were responding to the call en route, the firefighter paramedics were notified that the patient was possibly in cardiac arrest and that dispatchers were instructing the neighbors uh, to start CPR. Upon arrival, Lake Forest Fire Department paramedics took over CPR from the neighbors continued high-quality, uninterrupted chest compressions, performed cardiac defibrillation, airway management, and administration of medications. After 15 minutes, paramedics regained a heartbeat on their patient and safely transported her to Lake Forest Hospital, where she was later discharged. They saved how many lives? Like, and they're going up their percent, like 55%. I'm like, if I'm going to drop, I'm going to drop in this town because my odds are better for coming through. And they recognized all those uh, people that came through. I mean. And, I, and I'm going to tell you, I uh, am, uh, our family is a personal recipient of first responders. And, you know. Blink of an eye. There. The, the, when we hit nine one one, I mean, it wasn't like you know, <laughs> it was you know. Not, I didn't like get a chance to lock the door yet. <laughs> They're here, but uh, yeah, it's it's unbelievable, and you know, we don't give enough attention, and we should. And the only time we do give attention, unfortunately, is when something catastrophic may have happened where they just were superior, yeah. but. You know, the other thing I wanted is is Ara. I mean, Ara. Uh, he did on purpose. Made a point of the the um, well, he didn't make a point. I'm sorry of, of the first responders, but I wanted to also tip my hat to the um, couple guys that were uh, retiring. Whereas Crispin P. Abel has been a dedicated employee of the City of Lake Forest since March 15, 1988. And whereas Pete Abel began his career in the city of Lake Forest as a maintenance worker too, and whereas Pete Abel has used his 35 years of experience and knowledge in the water and sewer fields to educate and train his coworkers, and whereas Pete Abel has been relied on for all facets of the department and has been lead operator for water metering and utility locating, and whereas Pete Abel has been a mainline driver for snow operations and has on numerous occasions assisted in other areas when called upon, and whereas Pete Abel has been a dependable and dedicated employee who took pride in the services he provided, and whereas Pete Abel honorably retired from the city on December 16, 2022, now therefore be it resolved by the City Council of the City of Lake Forest that the Council, on behalf of the administration and residents of the community, 
hereby expresses its appreciation and gratitude to Pete Abel for a public service faithfully performed. Yeah, who are those guys? They were just regular city workers that put the time in. And, you know, it was, you know, it's a long time. I mean, when you're doing the stuff they do and, yeah. you know, everyone doesn't give them credit. And era was tipping that too. But um, these guys, again, they're there all the time. When we need them, we don't, we take them for granted. And, you know, well, who are the guys? You uh, all those guys. It's like you know. I know people. I don't. Know, I just they're such an important part of our city success that um, you know the city staff and all that. That it's yeah, man. Kind of, well, you know, like it's not about the pseudo politicians that you know <laughs> want to be that run our city too, but it's it's everyone behind the scenes. Whether you know it, it's phenomenal, and so many people want to bash our city and what people do, and you know it's like the one person. It's just like constant bitch, bitch, bitch about what the city does and doesn't do. But oh, you know what? By the way, I had to get called on by the you know workers of the city, and they were quick to respond to me, and you know, blah blah. So it's like you know, give it a rest. I mean. You wouldn't do what they're doing and, you know, your expectation, and I hate to say the expectation of so many people, and I'm going to use the garbage men as an example. Yeah, yeah. Everyone expects their garbage to be picked up twice a week. First off, how many communities pick up garbage twice a week? <laughs> and these guys are there and no comments. You know, they're, they do their job. You know, you don't see garbage laying all around the streets and all that. I mean, I, I had to pay for it in Arlington Heights and my taxes were higher. <laughs> so, I mean, it's, yeah, I, I think it's, it's phenomenal that we pull aside, you know, one meeting and honor these people, we should be doing it more often. And I, and I really hope the city kind of changes that thing. And, you know, maybe at city council meetings, spotlights an individual each meeting or something and you know brings out someone that's done phenomenal work and, or someone that just, does their job <laughs> but hey, that was a great segment they can sit right on the sofa here crack a beer and you know we'll, we'll recognize them here so yeah again all long-winded but it, i thought that was phenomenal with the, the the police and the fire guys and you know the paramedics yeah. and all that and then you know honoring the couple guys that are retiring and well and, and the thing you know how much that means to those guys <laughs> to, yeah to get it's great, you know. Almost as much, you know, almost as much as knowing that their pensions are going to be leveled out in a couple of years. Well, hope not, but you know. Well, leveled out meaning yeah. like oh yeah 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 break yeah, yeah, even. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, the, you know that was the the positive uh, part of the show. Uh, Era did mention the uh, are the snow guys, the uh, garbage guys too. They are in the city. Uh. uh... I don't, yeah, some might be, but I don't think so. I think they're separate guys. And all oh, okay. that. I'm just shocked. I thought Arrow was going to say, you know, what he said was great and all that, but I thought he'd throw on his boots and all that and run out there and 
give him a hand and all that. I mean, dude, come give on. Give him a good fella's handshake. Don't don't be looking in the out the window all snuggle up saying how cold it is. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, era. Can't wait all to you on. Scoo, all these people that are bitching compared to what? Right. Go in the city, you drop that on the street, call 911. What neighborhood are you in? <laughs> you ain't getting nothing. Oh, well, you're again, again, all I say is garbage picked up twice a week, free. as well as recycle. Well, nothing's free, but I mean, yeah, but you're paying tax. But yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> all right. So kudos to those guys. And, um, there was a white-shirted guy, I'm sure he was a lieutenant, that was kind of in control of the... Because uh, that city hall was packed last night with all those people. Yeah. Because they had all the families and whatnot. Whoever the... Uh, Fantastic. Whoever the l- lieutenant guy was from the fire department, uh, and this is from a copper that, t- that tells me, I think it's Lepkowski, he said, if those guys get off the uh, Lazy Boy, uh, call up the podcast and we'll have them come on and give them some kudos. Anywho, oh boy. Um, that lawsuit, Scoo, did you see that it was filed January 6th, so that means it's going to be coming up for court April 6th? Mm, no, I didn't yep. see that. Is that a quinky dinky? I don't know if it's a quinky dinky. Uh, you know, it depends on who you're asking. <laughs> I think it's just wild that it's coming up right before the mayoral election. I it's good timing. Well, no. well uh, you know, they. Well, let's see. Well, so speaking of the mayor. Maybe, maybe they'll have everything built by then. <laughs> what, the lawn signs? <laughs> no. <laughs> the building uh, in the house. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. Uh, let's see. Uh, speaking of the mayoral election. Uh, my phone blew up last week uh, with oh, people, boy. people saying, uh, you got to turn on 560. I go, what's 560? <laughs> like 420. <laughs> so I'm like, 560, no. <laughs> AM 560. I go, wait, AM. I, anybody the got W-I-N-D. AM radio? <laughs> well, you said it to me and I couldn't get my dial to go that far in the last. I'm like, huh? I'm like, W-I-N-D. Like, I remember, wasn't that? W-I-N-D growing up. Well, for me, that's the school closings. Hell with W-G-N. I think W-I-N-D. But uh, Jacobson, I'm guessing it's Walter Jacobson's daughter and some guy named Prophet. I, I tuned in. Because somebody said, hey, turn it on. Once I figured out where I could find it, I got the URL and was listening to it. I'm like, huh. Imprudent. <laughs> oh, see what you Isn't she? Uh-huh. Hmm. Lots of phone calls here. Uh, yeah, but it's just uh, just these all these women-hating men like uh, Jay on the north side. <laughs> hey, Jay. Good morning. Morning. Prudence or Randy? Uh... Dr. Randy, to you. Well, I, I just feel people for the 
over the past decade have been voting for the wrong reasons. They're, they're voting emotional, and this whole gender thing, it's out of control. I've always looked at the position like a job, and I feel that people need to look at their qualifications and their policies and vote strictly on that, not what they look like, what their skin color is, what, what their about age their names? is. What about their names? No, you know, like not name. I, you know what, it, it doesn't matter to me. I mean, I, I was raised that, you know, even if you uh, don't like the person, respect the position. And, I mean, I just think people are just too emotional, again, in the past decade. And they're voting for the wrong reasons. They're voting for somebody because they're young. They're voting for somebody because of their ethnicity and stuff like that. I'm like, that just, it's, it's wrong. They need to look specifically at their qualifications and their policies and their histories. Vote for those people on those reasons and those reasons only. Thanks for the call, Jay. See, that's the problem. You have men like Jay who, you know, just got chipped out of an iceberg talking about, you know, merit and assessing people based on their their character or their skill sets or their policy decisions. I mean, we can't can't go back to that bad old time, can we? Prudence? Who wants a mayor of prudence? Dr. Randy, he's a cisgendered honky. Hmm. Maybe no mayor in Lake Forest. George in Naperville. Uh, what type of footwear do they possess? Because women's legs look real sexy in high heels. Mm. Yeah, I've noticed. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's a great question. Very maybe you question. should go when the plague of women vipers has their debate. Maybe you could go to that and ask that question. Thanks for the call, George. Right. Maybe Dr. Andy will be asked, you know, how bad do you want it? Are you willing to don some pumps? <laughs> what about? identifying or changing your pronouns hmm? yeah mm-hmm. that might help yeah thanks for the, again lake forest caucus endorsed dr randy so they didn't buy this vote for me or support me because i'm a woman deal so that's worth noting um the, the, an idea so dumb only a professor could believe it you know and that's what you have a lot in these uh wealthy educated areas is you have a lot of people that are brainwashed to some extent that's part of it i think the bigger part of it is they're just huge cowards they just have stuff they want to protect and they just want to go along with what whatever is popular they don't want to rock the boat because they don't want to be targeted by these neo-jacobin mobs and so they just go along with all sorts of things that they actually know are insane but they do it anyway because they're cowards and by the way um that's not a legitimate excuse that's not a compelling rationale well we got another juvenile text message my guess is that prudence has cankles <laughs> i think dr randy might though too i don't know he i mean i only see headshots and you know they both are in you know professional suits nice like professional from, headshots from lake forest they're not going to wear leisure wear or active wear hmm. yeah yeah it's not right i mean it's not like hinsdale where the where the men wear leggings, too. Oh, yeah. God, it's so, so bad. Stop. Uh, Those are for us only. Please don't wear them. Please stop, men. Please stop carrying around your yoga mats. Just please. That, what, it's, God, it's so I, embarrassing. I, oh, I, I, I want to apologize. It's, it's not leggings, because those are for women, but meggings <laughs> are specifically made for men. Hmm. When do they start making Lululemon for men? <sighs> I wear Lululemon oh, golf you do. pants. I actually, I the golf pants are for men, and they're very comfortable. They're, well, they're, oh, they're like okay. they're quality golf pants. All right, good. And you can, you'll have them forever, I bet. And I also don't have cankles. <laughs> Bill in Cape Coral. You know, I just hope this case doesn't go to the Supreme Court because, uh, again, uh, the justices don't even know the definition of a woman. How are yes. they going to decide this case? 
Yes, exactly. Well, uh, we'll have to leave it to the voters of Lake Forest. Dan and Amy, Chicago's Morning Answer. This is the morning show. More Chicago radio listeners are choosing. This is Chicago's Morning Answer on AM560, The Answer. Hey, Amy, uh, continuing our discussion about identitarianism uh, in a more serious way than the Lake Forest mayor's race. They're talking about Prudence Beidler. Oh, boy. And Dr. Randy Tack. And, uh, you know, it's your typical conservative echo chamber show. And, uh, but then somebody calls in and says, hi, I'm, I'm on the Lake Forest caucus. And I just want to let you know that Prudence didn't interview very well. Oh, really? I'm like, wait a minute. I got the shit kicked out of me because I was talking about it on my podcast. We got we got people from the caucus calling in, giving. It. Did you hear about that? No, I did. Okay. I just did. Okay, I'm, that's that's too funny. So there. Well, I guess I guess it answers our irrational assumptions. Then that you know, there's got to be a reason that she was bypassed. She did it very well. <laughs> okay. But I guess that's the format to I, I, whatever. And then uh <laughs> this is the this is the chuckle hour. Because everything we're talking is like a it's kind of funny in the, in the end. But I mean you you can't go ahead, chuckles the clown, continue. <laughs> I thought I was uh Truman. Oh, you are Truman. Truman the <laughs> clown. <laughs> So, uh, <laughs> so then I'm like, you know, I go back to like, did I hear what I just heard? Cause they, they, it's a four hour show and they put up like two hours of it uh-huh. for a podcast. So I go back to check it out and all that stuff is gone. Really? Yeah. Oh, Why, come on. Gone. Are you ready for this? But you know what is on the page for their podcast? What? Advertisements. Guess for what? Dr. Randy Tack for mayor. Really? I swear to God. <laughs> I, I'm not thought What does that all mean? Uh, well, I'm guessing that if somebody from the caucus calls in, they probably shouldn't have done that. Right. Or maybe they should have done that. I don't know. But so that stuff, everything's got wiped out. But what is up there is banner ads for Dr. Randy Tack. Hmm. So, you know, advertising and editorial and sales aren't supposed to mix. Okay. So I called up, you know, the station. I I talked to the producer, Quinn. I said, Quinn, no time listener, no no time first time caller. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, back in the day, <laughs> see if your school is closed. I was in third grade, dude. <laughs> well, then old time listener <laughs> with my Snoopy radio. <laughs> you know the one I'm talking about. I know. Yeah, so, I so, so I said, "Hey, man, where'd the stuff go?" <laughs> he goes, "He goes, uh, I'll have to get back to you." I'm like, "All right, man." I just thought that was interesting. Mm. So. Well, what's your take on it? What's your take on it? It was taken down for why? 
Well, you know, the, whether it's a conservative station or it's a liberal station, they they beat up on, you know, whatever. So there's stuff that leads up to it, like uh, they were saying that Dr. Tack should be wearing high heels so you have a better chance of winning. <laughs> Dude, do some... I got, I, I found, I was, li- as I was listening, when somebody called me, I started recording it on my own mm. and it's about five minutes and it was a pretty good five minutes, but, uh, the stuff that I heard earlier from that was, 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 was pretty intense. So it's impressive that the Lake Forest mayoral election is in the news. Uh, I, I'm glad that gender is in the news. Uh, I'm I'm glad that people are questioning. Hey, you know, shouldn't the best person win? Well, uh, how did they even get? I mean, it's like obviously someone must have said, "Hey, there's a really intriguing election coming up in Lake Forest." Or no? Uh, I, I mean, I can't blame W. That's kind of why I, I, wanted, I wanted to go back and do more due diligence. Oh, I got you. I got you. Because this is like a spur of the moment text at 6.30 in the morning or something. Like that. <laughs> I'm like, huh? And then I'm waiting. Somebody, who from the caucus called in? I'm like, what if I well, would have done that? Well, we talked about it. It's going to be an interesting, you know, yeah. couple months leading up to the uh, election. Um, so, so it is. Uh, so I'll see. It could be comical. It could be chuckle. It's, it's, it's pretty funny. Uh, you know, Catherine Lemmer. Yeah, we had her on the show. Didn't she? Re- yeah. she, she retired in October. Nice. And, uh, she came out of retirement. A la Tom Brady. <laughs> I guess she got heavily, she went into the, uh, the librarian NIL portal. <laughs> Just can't, uh, you know. I still, I still got some goodness in me. <laughs> so she went in the librarian portal, and she came up in Goshen, Indiana. I, I guess, I guess uh, they got a nice dome there. Well, hopefully, there's no uh, meth being smoked in the bathrooms there at that library. <laughs> Is Goshen? Uh, it's You're it's not responding. That was a joke with Colorado and what's going on in Colorado libraries. Oh. I didn't hear anything about that. Two two libraries they had to shut down and clean out because the homeless are smoking meth in the bathrooms and got into the system, into the ventilation systems. So Colorado, oh. Colorado, Denver, Coach- and uh, no Boulder and uh, suburb, another suburb. <laughs> oh, Coach Prime will take care of that. He 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 won't deal with it. I've I've watched almost every video of him. And the way he dresses staff and the players, he's he's legit, man. He oh, is yeah. I mean, he he's got the marketing and he's he has the uh influence. Prime time. Prime time. <laughs> All eight of his toes. Did you hear about that? No, I don't want to hear about that. No, dude, he almost died. He had uh, okay. a he had, he had a blood clot and uh he had to cut off part of his leg and his toes, man. That's why he's limping. Oh, really? I did not yeah. know that. Hey, there man. Time, time. Miss a little, miss a lot. So, Catherine, uh, good uh, good luck in uh, Goshen. 
And here, I'll tell you, somebody asked me who's taking over for her. I just find it interesting that you retire in October, then you wait three months and you get another gig. That means that she got a bonus or something. I'll edit that out in post. (laughs) (laughs) That's something like you have to, you can't go to another library or something and you don't get your bonus or your pension or whatever. You know, hope it's not like uh, some superintendents that leave and yeah. have to sit out for a while, and then they're getting double pension. But not going to mention any prior. Um, well, our boy Dan Dorfman did an article, and uh, your boy, he's here. December twentieth, he put an article out there. Dan, another plug for you, man, because love you. Uh. On December 13th, the Lake Forest Library Board announced the hiring of David Celeb as interim library director starting in early January. He succeeds Catherine Lemmer, who announced her retirement in October. Also set to start in early January is Renee Grassi as the new director of the Lake Bluff Library. All right. Welcome aboard. Welcome aboard. Welcome to the community if you're new to the community. Hey, could you renew my card? Do I have to go in? Okay, so that's news. You can save a lot of money. And then, Scoo, people are all worried about COVID and all this stuff. Yeah. This flu that's around, this RSV P transmission, respiratory respiratory synchtial virus infection. Wow. I'm tell it is. I'm telling you, dude, it's legit. It is. It is the Chuck Norris of flus. Is it? I'm on day eight, and really? it's oh, it's beating the crap out of you. Oh, beating the crap out of me. Beating the crap out of me. Well, what are you doing for it? Just let well, it like, run its course. Well, you know, you empty out your dayquil. Your Cyclone. <laughs> <laughs> the show must go on, Scoo. But yeah, there you go. I would, uh, I would take that seriously because that is a uh, next level up uh, lung infection, almost like pneumonia, if not pneumonia. Really? But I would uh, oh, take, boy. I would take heed of that, Scoo. I will do that. Okay. Back to the mask and the face mask. Uh, and head, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you didn't didn't mention at the uh, uh, council meeting. Did you stay up for the uh, senior housing? I did for sixteen uh, sixteen units or something like that. Twelve units. Twelve. Or six. There's five already. I believe okay. Five already. All right. Yeah, or six already. But yeah, phenomenal. I mean, it's it's. It, it, well, it's it's smart the way they're doing it. They're spreading yeah. it around town, so you don't have like you know one spot. Right. Um, one of them's behind me, next to my neighbor. Nice. No, it's a, it's a uh, you know it's been years they they've been and, and you know kind of Kathy was kind of you know uh, Melanie mentioned it you know that Kathy was you know ahead of this years ago and she did and she really drove this thing and um it's phenomenal i think it's great i mean it's um 
needed and it's great that they can get the land and the housing built and apparently there's lines of people waiting so even more awesome that they can get this through saturday morning 10 a.m st mary's church uh mass for uh beth tiffany uh gonna try to get over there it's got this stuff's got to be over by then i mean eight how long eight days i'm going on eight some people tell me it's like 14 wait growing up and all that or is it just no it's uh, it's respiratory man it's like it's like uh covid is like uh it burns out really uh, my experience burns out really quick this thing lingers on and is intense for at least a week so wow. I would just say, get your flu shots, PSA. Get your flu shots out there. I did the flu shot like 10 or 12 years ago and was just the worst sick for about a week to 10 days. And You're one of those? No, I'm not one of those. I'm telling you facts. that right. I never did it before. I did it one time and I was like, that didn't do it. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> and then... All right. Well, it takes me on another tangent. Uh, You know, the echo chamber rooms, you see all these postings of, uh, you know, young people dropping and they all got vaxxed. All right. You had a thought on that? Uh, I don't. I mean, I think it's kind of. uh, (laughs) (laughs) I am not a uh, conspiracy theorist and all that, but I do think it's. Um, really weird that all these young people are just dropping and dying. I don't know what it the cause is, but I would like weird. to see the actual numbers because do you remember Wrigley? Uh, poor kid, 28, teacher, choked on a hot dog, dropped dead at Wrigley. Hmm. Don't remember I mean, that. I don't really remember anything. When when you say that name, I just like I was just looking across the street <laughs> at the dog that's you know. All right. Well, I'm sorry. People, Here, are, the people about... aren't picking the people aren't picking up across the street right now. I'm sorry. Did you say something about Wrigley? Oh, I'm sorry. Let's talk about Comiskey. Okay, in August, uh, oh, eighty Kaminsky. kids died right outside. Uh, They're about thirteen <laughs> years old. Suddenly. Really. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Must because of the inhabitants of Kaminsky. <sighs> Here's a one for you, Pete. It, yeah, hit me, I'll go off on a tangent, and we had talked about this a while ago. Yeah. Um, and again, it, it gets to just loving your community, and you know, some people hate the community, which is fine too, whatever. But uh, we were doing on a Sunday walk, and uh, we walked down to the beach as we usually do, and then head back home. And ironically, you know, we're we're walking and, you know, there's these lime green bags. And uh, we're walking on, what street was that? No shit. I can't remember what street it was, but going home from the beach, we had counted on elm tree, elm tree, 25, let me tell you. 25, 25 lime green poop bags 
in people's bushes or along the, the sidewalk and out. Are you kidding me? <laughs> you know, what is it. wrong with people? It, it, don't just pick it. It's great you pick it up. The other I thing is you, you got to take it to a garbage can, not yeah. someone else's yard. <laughs> 25 on one street. What is the it was almost time ago? One, two, three, four, and then my Pam was like five, six. Like, Are you <laughs> See, people? We stopped I, counting. <laughs> if I was running for mayor, that I'd be running on that. I, I mean, lime green bags are biodegradable. So, are these idiots that are throwing the bags in the thing? Do they think, ah, oh, that's no big deal? They'll just disappear because they're biodegradable were they at the city council meeting last night i don't think so i don't I know i bet you they're poop droppers I, I it just drove both of us crazy and it still drives me crazy because i again see people not picking up and it you know but then on the other side people are picking up way to go good job and then dumping it in someone's yard or in the street just leaving on the sidewalk and in the street It's not. Not maybe for a hundred years, and it's going to yeah. sit there. I, I don't get it. Help me with that, Pete. I know we we well, hammered on this. At is one, it one is concert. it recyclable or reusable? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think it's recyclable because they can't make a bench out of it because of what the contents are in it. <laughs> Scoot, here's the secret of winning the mayoral election. Number one, run on the poop bag deal and then number two outlaw anybody in the lake forest city limits outlaw those bicycle outfits okay cam (laughs) (laughs) well here's the other one and and the uh grocery card here's the funny thing i know we talked about the grocery card i know we're going off on tangents who cares i'm walking home from work the other day and there is a mom and son in front of front of us walking right and we're right in front of jewel and she's bitching to her son about the grocery carts that are in the on the sidewalk and that and and it was just kind of funny because it was it was kind of like you're weaving and all that and she was bitching to the fact that no one um comes out and gets the grocery carts which in turn, I'm like, uh, I didn't even want to get into it. But she goes, and then, you know, time I get in there, there's no grocery carts out there because they're all out here. And uh, and there's no grocery cart um, vestibule. You know, and that's why they're all here. And I'm like, and she's giving a dissertation on this to her son, and I'm just laughing, and he's just kind of walking. I'm like, come on. I only want to get some chips ahoy. I mean, come on. But my point is, it's like, yeah, the grocery carts are out there. But she walked by like five of them and was bitching that by the time she gets in there, there's going to be no grocery cart. You can't grab one and wheel it in there. You're gonna, uh, and she probably went in there and bitched to the um, management desk that no one's coming out and picking up the grocery carts. Well, here, here's my thing, people. Don't just dump them in the bushes. It, 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 Jewel is not Jules. this 
Costco, where the parking lot and and you know it does one it doesn't need a vestibule to dump your carts. They have people to do it, but also help these people out. Don't just when you pack up your car with groceries, don't leave the cart. Walk five steps and put the cart back by the front door where they can pick it up. I don't know. I just you got me on a tangent. So, All right, let's reel you back in. Last time you can I cut that out. <laughs> no, nah, we'll leave that in there. People might be out on a bicycle ride wanting to hear some of this wearing their outfit. Um, I got a, a few emails and uh, I had a phone call with somebody over the weekend. And Paul Hammond. Paul Hammond. I have a different opinion of the guy. Out of the woodwork. He. He, uh, what was your opinion before? Well, I was calling the Muppet guy. All I saw was, you know, what I saw at the city council meeting. You get a three-minute uh, snippet of somebody, and it's hard to right. get an opinion. So I spent like an hour on the phone with him. And, wow. uh, Is he coming on the show? I would have done. Uh, he's going to come on the uh, sofa. We have. Wow. Uh, now, is he going to lay down? And you're going to interview him? With it's pretty. Like a... No, it's going to be like this. Uh here, let me see. I'm going to scroll like that, and we'll have a little wireless mic on him back there, and you just see his head. And we're going to. Do you have a boom mic? You can kind of. No, it's a uh, little, little wireless mic. You clip on and. Nice. Clip it you there. Are. Yeah. And then we have. Uh, well, here, let me get back to Paul. He's pretty passionate about the turf. Okay. Um, so I he he's not gonna win me over on the turf, but he the the other because you know, we're going, you know, why should I vote for you when he's going down the list? And the one that stuck out to me was uh now it's not gonna be a slam of the friends, but we talked about how the friends of uh the wreck what's it called? Lake Forest Friends Foundation. Foundation. Friend, okay. Friends of the Wreck creation or whatever it is. Foundation. So one of the things he was bringing up to me was that, you know, the band started as $3,000 bands and then it, you know, got exponentially more. And uh, he was talking True. about the net of it. And I'm like, you know, that, you know, that makes sense. All right. And, uh, well, we spent 50 minutes talking about the turf and then 10 minutes on, on that. So I had to, you know, I had to wade through the, uh, turf to to get to that but uh nah, he's a he, good good guy good you yeah. know so don't gonna, don't, don't run for mayor on one it, dude that's gonna be bad before you get in there don't do that <laughs> run on other issues leave those ones alone you're not gonna win those ones well but. that's that's why i'm like saying like he brought that up you know about the 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 band budgeting and i'm like yeah that right. makes sense so i try to look for the the good and then uh so he's going to come on the show we have uh who do we have next week scoo and we have crew next week <laughs> we gotta get all the three of them on well you know, we got paul coming on and well on a serious Randy. note yeah. on a serious note prue uh she's a female the only 
that's why I heard on WIND, even though there was, uh, as it got later on in the call, there was questioning what a female is, and I had to peace out. But um, League of Women Voters, you know, they do the uh, debate. I don't think they've, they're going to do a debate, or they're going to do a debate, and it's just going to be Prue. Nah, they got to do the debate. They why they do, do why do they? Every well because they do it every year, or not every year, every election cycle. You know, there is whether it's aldermen or whatever they do. That's part of what they do for the community, and you know, it'd be kind of ironic if they decide not to do it. Well, I have to check my facts, but I don't think they've reached out to any males to do this debate. So. If that's the case, well, it's only going to be Randy and Prue because the rest of the slate, well, Randy, Prue, and Paul, because the rest of the slate, no one's running opposing aldermen and all or school board people. Well, I know the two guys, and nobody from the LWLF, whatever it's called, has reached out to. Them. Maybe they will later, but. I'm sure they're going to reach out. I don't. I don't think. I. I, I don't think so. I don't think they're not going to do it. I mean, like I said, I mean, it's part well, of what they do for the community. Part of my nature, Scoo, is. I know. Let's just, let's just say that <laughs> is the case. Then, I. I would think you would be up for if somebody offered to you, Scoo Walker. Would you be a mediator for a debate between Paul Hammond and Dr. Randy Tech at the Gorton Center? Would you be up for it? I think you'd be up for it. Sure. And I think those two guys would be up for it. And then Brew can be at the ballot harvesting parties. And we can have a nice little event. Gordon's a nice place. Well, yeah. And and again, Pete, it's, you know, it may be a little bit too early for the um, debate or the it's you know it's kind of we say debate you say debat it yeah. might be a meeting of, a meeting of the um, candidates some might want to say but yeah. um i i think it's i i it's gonna happen it's just a matter of when if they don't i mean okay even if it does mm-hmm. if we if we can get gortons i don't know if anybody's listening out there amy wagliardo if you're out there if we can get Dr. Tech, Paul Hammond, you and I in Gorton, kegger in the back, I'll buy the uh, liquor license for the day. <laughs> and we can we could be a step above and a step below, somewhere in between where we can take something serious and have a true town hall discussion of the stuff that's going on in Lake Forest and get past all this other crap. Sure. Hey, uh, just rewind real quick. Um, yeah. When they were talking about the turf and questioning all that, um, I thought it was amusing and I'm, it's chuckles Wednesday. So I thought this was amusing, but I don't know if you picked it up. Yeah. I, obviously you didn't pick it up cause I figured you would bring it up, but, um, I don't know which person was questioning, like, you know, the, um, severity, if you call it that of damage, possible damage to the turf and, and below the surface and all that. And, um, the guys said, you know, all the benefits of the iron turf as well as the padding underneath, but the only way it could be 
damaged if someone, you know, kind of put, you know, stake a no, no, not a hammer. Oh, a chair, uh, a chair, a chair or something. Sharp, you know, sharp, sharp. Chair, yeah. And all I could think of when they were talking about that without saying it was, you know, I don't know who that person was that when initially these conversations were going. Fourth of July high heels. No. (laughs) Again, it's Chuckles Wednesday. But all I kept thinking about was when they kept saying that it, it, like, is someone going to follow up and say, so what's going to go on with, you know, the fireworks and people walking out there? And it is a serious issue. If they're saying that it's the only way the turf, this turf can get damaged is through like a spike or something. Yeah. I mean, Fourth of July is the perfect opportunity to ruin the turf, and I'm I'm just curious on, you know, next moving forward, where what's what's the decision going to be? Obviously, it's they're moving forward with the turf, but you know what happens with the fireworks and all that? Because I'm telling you, <laughs> they're gonna they continue to have it there. You yeah. know, afterwards there's going to be holes. Right? No stilettos. I, all I could think of when they kept talking, when they were talking, was that, that one lady who was just animate. What am I going to do if I can't wear my stilettos to the fireworks show? Scoot, <laughs> I, I got the flu. I was up late watching the city council meeting like this, watching Era's eyeballs go like this. I'm on a bottle at the Hickwell. Lucky you got that. Everything is funny. It's all good. <laughs> Casey Erlocker, welcome back to the Lake Forest Podcast, my friend. Thanks, Pete and Scoo. I appreciate it for having me on again. Now, we are all still around. Surprising. <laughs> Oh, it's good. Now we made it another year, right? Another year. Last time we talked was maybe May of 2021. I'm I'm just going through my 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 recollection here. You were you had the Lou Gehrig's record for uh making meetings in a row. Is that streak intact? It was at 96 the last time that we talked. Still intact. Still intact. Um so I'm I'm still staying strong. It's funny you caught me on a uh Board meeting day today, so I have my board meeting tonight at uh, seven. So yes, you caught me, Pete. All right, all right, okay. So we're still rolling strong. We're trying to run uh, twelve years and see what happens. I guess what's twelve and twelve, one forty-four. That excludes all special meetings and uh, committee meetings and everything. But yeah, for my board meetings, it'd be twelve for twelve, and then we'll make a decision on whether I run again or not. I guess right. Nice. <laughs> You're gonna tease us. I like to keep everyone. It's called dangling a carrot, Pete. That's just dangling a carrot. That's all. And then you adjusted your whatever account that was. People are giving you crap saying you're going to run for senator. Is is that all cleared out or is that still something? Yeah, we no, it's, it's still out there. I still have my, both of my accounts open, my Senate one and my um, mayoral one, obviously, but I'll leave it out there. I like to I like to keep people guessing, especially down in Springfield for sure. Hey, you know, I was on the caucus the last time we talked. And then yeah. after we after we talked, I wasn't. I don't know what happened. <laughs> I know. 
Hey, uh, Casey, we got uh, an election coming up here in uh, Lake Forest. And uh, last I heard, you know something about politics. And I'm sure that you want to, you can make comments on certain things and you can't. And you can just let us know, hey, you know what? No, no commento. I get it. Um, but are you familiar with what's going on here in Lake Forest? So it's funny. Um, I think I said this the last time. Maybe I didn't. You have a, a Judge Waldeck in your village. His wife was a, an alder, alder woman. Right. And I saw them right before the holiday. Or actually, I saw them in January, early January, right before the holidays, maybe somewhere in there. And um, I guess it's kind of getting sticky over there from my understanding. <laughs> yeah. Um, which has never happened on, on, you know, fortunately for you guys, it's never happened. So we got into it, not, not got into it. Um, you know, judge Waldeck is a friend of mine, first of all, and his wife, um, was an, is an alder, was an alder woman for eight years. Is that I Kathy? Believe. I believe it is Kathy. Oh, yes, Kathy. Yeah. She's going to yeah, do yeah, a yeah. show here on the 20th next week, sitting on that sofa. We're going to do a podcast together. Okay. So you so can Kathy, talk to her Kathy right now. Yeah, I know her husband, Joe, Joe, Judge Joe Waldeck really well. And so I kind of get most of my information from her or most of it. You know, I, I think I told you guys last time I knew Mayor Don really well. I have a hard time saying his last name. What a great guy. Mayor Don and I got along really well, really, really well. Liked him a lot. So I'm not saying I'm out of tune. I'm just kind of waiting. I'm, I'm, I haven't endorsed anybody or nor have I been asked to endorse anybody. But I, as I said, I always like to have a good working relationship with my surrounding mayors um, and village managers. So, you know, elections are tough and <laughs> there's a lot of things and you, you you hope that they stay positive and you hope that they, they, they tell the truth and let the facts fall where they may so people can make educated decisions on that. that that's what you hope for and uh, and want for the for your residents. That's all what I always said. I've said, if you stick to the facts in elections, I've been in four of them in 10 years, I said, it's hard for people to say no if they really read into it, you know? But it's not so much the facts, at least what I'm seeing lately. It's more about how organized you are in collecting the votes, especially with this mail-in balloting, or they call it harvesting. Have you heard about this, <laughs> Casey? Yes, I've heard that being called harvesting. I've seen a few people in trouble for ballot harvesting also. So, um, yeah, that's, you know, that's unfortunate if, if that's what's going on. And, and such as, you know, yeah, I think, what are you, 25,000 people roughly in there, 30,000 people? At about 20, it's about 20. So, you know, to, 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 to do that is kind of sad um, if, if that is what is going on. I haven't heard that part. So you guys are really on the inside, Pete, in school than I am. Well, I guess it's not so much like Forrest, but I mean, it's the, uh, I don't want to get too political here. Okay. You're Republican. I'm Republican. Scoo's not anything, but. Scoo's something. He just keeps it inside, which is he's good. Smart. <laughs> he, he, he's smart. He's smart. He holds his card close to his vest. That's right. But it, it just seems to me that uh, the Republican friends that I have, they're like, you know what? I'm going to wait till election day and get that vote out there. Then they wait till that last day, and then something comes out, and then they can't make it to to vote. <laughs> and if you can get everybody together just to sign up to get the mail in ballot, um, have a laptop open and just collect it and have it sent to your house, do you think we could get more of a turnout? Because 
Lake Forest got 20,000 people, 16,000 voters. And, and the, the mayor has been like 3000 votes, 4,000, if you're lucky. And the turnout might be more this time. So the question is, we have Dr. Randy Tack, who the caucus endorsed. We have uh, Prue Beidler, who was uh, who didn't make the cut. Uh, Randy got it over her. She's going to contest it, and she's not really saying anything because I don't think she has to. Because I think she's harnessing uh, the the her organizational skills. What's that senator's name, Scoo, that she's with? Uh, Susan Garrett. Susan Garrett. Okay, oh. state senator. Yeah, no, Susan really well. Um, now I'm just picking this up in the last year, Casey. So you guys are going to have to you know, help me guide me through it. But if I, I doubt she'll even want to, uh, go to the league of women voters, uh, debate, um, just have these parties, get people together. The mail-in voting registration is what beginning of February and just go around and I don't want to say go to your democratic friends, but get the votes yeah. that and put, you know, put them in. What do you think that's a new way of voting Casey? Well, I, I think we've, we've witnessed this in Arizona and in maybe the presidential election two years ago is that, you know, politics aside, I think we've figured out that the Democrats just maybe like to hide in their basement a little bit. Right. Uh, you know, the, the lady in uh, the Katie Hobbs did it in uh, Arizona. She didn't do one appearance. She, barely did an appearance, I would say. She didn't do any debates. Yeah. I think with President Biden, you, you notice the same thing. The guy didn't get out of his basement in Delaware for 18 months, two years, whether it's COVID or not COVID. So, you know, if that's the new way of, of um, campaigning, that that is news to me. And if they're just going to ballot harvest, you know, this is all a, a different a different ballgame now because, you know, I I personally like to get out and, and host coffees and, and wine and cheeses and do fundraisers and events to where you meet people. That's me yeah. personally. And I still think the majority of candidates do like that. I, I have to say that that's the only two people that pop up in my head that really, really hit. I mean, I'm, I don't think I'm speaking out of turn when I say that either. I mean, that's that's well documented that they did nothing, neither one of them. And they both won. Well, ballot harvesting isn't illegal. Correct. It is not illegal. So, so if if you're more organized and you can get uh, more groups together, it seems to me, you know, the Republicans are going to have to get up to speed on this. Don't. Yeah, they they definitely got to change the way that uh, they vote. I mean, I think you saw this in twenty 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 two with the in the November election. You. You know, we thought we were going to see a red wave, so on and so forth, and everybody pumped it up to be that way that we we're going to pick up 25, 30 seats. Obviously, that didn't happen. They picked up, I believe, eight seats, um, still taking the majority of the House. But in saying that, it, it goes back to the early voting stuff. We yeah, Republicans don't early vote. They don't. Right. They're, they're day of voters. I, I like voting early. I've always voted early. Um, of course, I've been on the day of, too, before, but. Going out, going out and getting people to vote early is key in the melon. The melons have always been the kicker, right? Um, whether you believe it or not, you know, you, you fall asleep at 10 o'clock at night and you wake up and there was 300,000 votes to come in for the, the, another candidate when you were up. It just, 
it, it's hard to understand the mail-in stuff too because that that's that's a big part of it is the mail-in and, and the early voting. You know, I'm not going to hop on the conspiracy side of things that all of a sudden yeah. these votes came in. I I do think that again, for whatever reason, the Democrats are are more organized and they have their machine together to yeah. to, to do this. So why? It's like this podcast. Um, I've had Dr. Randy Tack on, Paul Hammond. He's the other person running for mayor. He's going to come on. Prue Beidler, you know, crickets. And, you know, she doesn't want to make any, you know, public appearances. Why take the risk when you have this machine going on in, in the background? It's the only thing that I can figure out. Now, Scoo, you better say something or you're going to say, hey, Pete, I didn't, this isn't my opinion. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I think there's, uh, and we just mentioned it earlier that, um, you know, the, the last mayor was around 3,000, 4,000 votes. And, you know, strategically, you're looking at it. That's, you know, that was a lot, I think, from the years past. So, you know, strategically, if you're looking at what number do I have to get to and do I know or do my my contingency know people that we can get to to get a number, you know, why would you do anything else except making sure you got a certain number to challenge? I mean, that's how I think there it's being looked at. Do I think Prue's going to, I think she's going to do the debate. She may not. I mean, I think she would, but, um, but there's a lot of questions that are out there for her to answer that, you know, she may not because she doesn't want to answer those questions. Well, in case Casey doesn't know what the questions are, the first one is, the, the caucus is supposed to vet people coming through to make sure they don't have an agenda, okay? Now, Casey, I don't know if this is the right thing or wrong thing to do, but if I'm going to interview somebody, to me, agenda, a good piece of objective data is just to look at the campaign contributions. Now, a couple hundred here, 500 there, you know, I get it, but if you're looking at a half a mil going to a certain party, you're going to say, huh, and if part if that certain party is Lori Lightfoot, Kim Fox, you know, you can be like, wait a minute, that's not Lake County. Um, to me, that speaks to agenda. Is it right to look at uh, political contributions in a mayoral race? Yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, I, I I had a resident donate in twenty fifteen when I ran for Senate. Now I did encompass his district also, but. He was a resident also. Then in 2017, I took some heat for it, but he donated to my Senate, right? Not my mayoral. And then in 2017, he donated to my mayoral and then again in 2021. So I understand the op it's the optics of it, um, of where it's coming from, right? You you want people in your village to support you, right? That's, that's what you feel like. Uh, have I had outside money for my mayoral race? 100%. I think we all know pretty clear in my village that we do no commercial development where we're in the where we are pro open space we promote open space and not only that we 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 just don't take commercial meetings we have one piece of property in front of the hilton that's a commercial location we don't advertise it if somebody wants to come in and look at it, it's three acres we'd be happy to 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 listen to them but by any means i mean i think it's just the what we're in right now too, the, the, the society and world that we're in, unfortunately, of, of everybody nitpick. I mean, you see Lightfoot giving back the 42 or 44,000 to 
some lobbyists a couple months ago that she had took money for four years ago, but now I guess that money isn't good enough. But he was still a lobbyist four years ago, according to my records. So what does it matter four years ago and now is my question, because if it was good four years ago and then you want to give the 42 grand or whatever it is back now, when he was still a lobbyist four years ago, but now because everybody's eyes are on it, now the optics of it say, okay, well, let's give it back. And maybe they wouldn't go back four years ago when I did take it and spent it. But you did already. Then the second question, Casey, is, unless, school, you got something. Well, I mean, and we've talked about it. I mean, the, to me, the campaign contributions, if you're running, if your government is a two-party kind of three-party system, yeah, I mean, that's that's a consideration. But Lake Horse is a caucus-based system um, that you hope, or I would hope, I'm not sitting in those me- those vetting meetings, but, um, you know, during that process, I mean, you're supposed to walk in there and the first question is, do you have agendas or any, not political affiliation, but political bias? And if you can get through that process and you don't, you know, everyone makes contributions. Let's not kid ourselves. I mean, everyone that makes their political contributions wherever. But the, the, the game is if you can get through the process and you can throw those aside and do what you need to do for the city, then there's really not a bias. But my take on that, and this is a little different, Pete and I, is if that was considered during the vetting process, it may have been. I wasn't there, but she's failed three times now trying to run for mayor through the process. They, she's not gotten through that interview process. So it could be. It could have been there. But it, um, you know, I think moving forward, now that she's on the outside running, yeah, I mean, it's all fair game to talk about. But I think if the process works its way through, which I think it has, that may have been a consideration, you know, inside the caucus vetting process as opposed to outside. So, Scoo, is that a sort of or a yes that it <laughs> right. should be looked at? <laughs> well, I thought Casey was the politician. <laughs> no, I, I'm saying it's part of the vetting process. Okay. Okay. That's where it's, you know, it could have. I like I said, I wasn't in that. Right. You know, right. Someone could have brought that up and said, "Hey, hey, you're donating. Can you put that aside?" And you know, but obviously, she, you know, her team, so to speak, that is she's gathered together is very um, one-sided. Like, yeah. So I mean, well, let me ask you a question, Stu and Pete. Then. Uh, I, I, I didn't get in trouble for this, but I was ridiculed for it in 2015. I, I wrote a, a check to Alexi Janulius back in 2008 or something when he was running for treasurer, way back in the day, right? It might have been 2006. Whenever he's running for treasurer, I wrote him like a $250 check. I, I mean, you can pull it up. It's public knowledge. So in 2015, you know, they say I, I, I support Democrats. Well, Alexi's been my friend for 20 years. I played basketball with him at East Bank. So... Can I not have Democratic friends also? Um, can right. if you're you know Pete, I'm I'm quite certain or skew. We don't know where skew lies right now, but Pete, can you not donate to one of your Democratic friends? And are you going to get ridiculed to it because you've had a lifelong friend for 30, right. 40 years who you wanted to help out? And and then I got ridiculed saying, well, I donate to to Democrats. Listen, in two thousand six, two thousand eight. Yeah, I, that's the furthest thing from my mind. I was trying to help Lexi get get elected, right? You know, if Prue's got the scratch, I mean, her contributions to uh, the blue could buy my house. So 
if she, she could give a little bit more to the caucus itself because if you got 500 grand and you give 5000 of it to the caucus that you're running against which is another issue we'll talk about that's all I'm saying that could be a, a sort of an agenda right all right yeah. so, second second issue Casey is gender politics okay I am not on the caucus anymore because of <laughs> there goes Scoo. <laughs> I'll blur him out for this show. Uh, I left the caucus because I was in a meeting where uh, the leader of the caucus said, "Hey, you know, if all things are equal, we're going to vote for the female because we need more females on the board." I'm like, "You can't! What? Did you really just say that?" It's <laughs> You know, obviously, it's got to be. It, 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 can I correct it? Didn't she say instead of we that you? Wasn't she directing <laughs> it at the caucus that the caucus should be voting? Yes. <laughs> kind of directive. <laughs> and then coaching the female, the people that would interview, they would coach them through the interview versus the the male that went through, and the male far uh, did did a better job than, than the female. I'm like, hey man, this is bull crap, and. I said it on the podcast and I'll put the the clip to the podcast here. I said, Hey man, if you're going to keep doing that, I'm going to tell everybody I know about it. Then they said, Pete, you can't be talking about what happens in the caucus. I go, well, if you keep steering things, I'm out of here <laughs> kick right. me out. So Bruce coming through saying, it sounds like I'm slamming the caucus and I've gone back and forth, Casey. So I could be a politician, you know, the last you know, year or two. All right. Um, but it, I, I turned around when they put Dr. Tack through because I met with him, checked him out straight up. Dude would meet with me, would tell me what he's running on. And good um, past Alderman. Yeah. Pat he had the credentials yeah. and all that. So I'm like, all right, good dude. I vouch. I try to do the same thing with Prue and, you know, nothing. So she's going to play the female card. She's going to say Lake Forest has never had a female mayor. You just have to vote for me because I'm a female. I, I know it's going to happen, but how do we get around that? I mean, it even made, uh, what is WIND 560? Somebody sent me something that uh, Amy Jacobson and uh, the other guy. Were, yeah. They were talking about it last week on their on their show. Uh, you got any thoughts on that? Excuse me, you, you chime in or you want me to chime in? Oh, you can go ahead. I'll go after you. <laughs> <laughs> of course. <laughs> I have no problem with women being in power. I, I honestly, I, I my my two women in um, for my village, Sandy and Mandy. My Sandy's my village clerk, appointed by me, and and Mandy is my uh, village manager appointed by me. They have done a phenomenal job. Um, my board, I've appointed more women to my board, I, I believe. Um, I feel like uh, if you qualify for the position, in my mind, and you have, you have vetted and everyone has vetted you and you feel comfortable and you get the yay vote. I remember in 2013, I went and met with every trustee, whether they were with me or not, none of them were, Four of them were against me. Only two were for me. Um, but I still won. But I felt it was necessary for me to go sit and meet with each one of them, letting them know that these are what I wanted to do. I planned on running. 
Um, here was what I was somewhat running on at the time in 2013, 2012, 2013. So I think that process of vetting them is, is true, Pete. I think it's necessary to, to do so and to get that familiarity uh, of doing it. I don't think a lot of people take the time. Whether, whether you're with me or not, I'd rather hear it from day one and then we'll let you warm around for four months wondering where my vote is and me keep wasting my time. I want yeah, I want people that are yeses, right? I'm not going to waste my time on on nos. When you tell me you're a no, I don't. I, I'll never. I'm not going to talk to you till the rest of the campaign because you're a no. Unless you call me and say, "Hey, I've had a change of heart. There's been some stuff on the other side that I don't agree with. Some things that have been said. Fine, I'm I'm open to you again if you're back on the fence. I want yeses and maybes. That's what I want because that's how I win elections. I don't. When you tell me no from the beginning. I don't, I'm not going to waste another dollar of sending you a flyer, sending you anything. I'm done. I am focused on yeses and maybes. That's it. Best person. Scoo, your thoughts? <laughs> I, I mean, I wholeheartedly agree, and, and we've talked about it. I think that is one of the, I think, again, cornerstones of the caucus process is the vetting. And there's, what, 40% women on the caucus? And sure, it may be time, as people say, for a woman mayor. I, I would agree. And there's been women that interviewed and didn't get it. But, um, you know, it's always who's the right person. Yeah. I mean, whether you're, you know, a cat, dog, female, male, whatever it is, if you're the best qualified in that interview process, I, I mean, I'm all for it. But, um, you know, what we're going through is kind of a little different is someone that has been denied three times, three different caucuses, you know, for mayor. Which yeah. tells, something must be a, wrong in the interview process for three you different. You guys boxes. got a different animal right now that you're dealing yeah. with. And now she's running against, which is fine. But um, you know, I've heard it. I don't know if it's true, but like you said, Pete, it was on the radio uh, cast, and you know, it's been filtering around, and it shouldn't be. It should be the, you know, that's one of the questions I said that is out there. Why, you know, is she? Are you running? now against the caucus that supported you for 25 plus years. And, you know, you, you know, it's something, a, you know, it's hysterical. One of the call-ins was somebody on the caucus. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> it said, said prudent interview. Well, I'm like, well, huh. and, it's and, almost and like having a podcast. Well, and that's the whole point. I mean, that's, a, that's why it's a little different from the straight Republican Democrat uh, yeah. independent running is, there's a group of people in our community that are elected by our community to do that vetting. <laughs> you know, if those person, I think, uh, you know, Casey, you, your uh, friend, the Waldex, I mean, I think, she, I believe she went through the process and wasn't, yeah, yeah. didn't make it through, which, you know, yeah. some people go, okay. Karen's a phenomenal lady. <laughs> and I, I mean, thought she'd be a fantastic mayor, to right, be honest so with you. So she went through it and, and, and she didn't get the nod and, and, I mean, I, she didn't bitch and moan to me, part right. of my French Pete's Q, but she said, okay, hey, they don't want me. I didn't I didn't meet the criteria, not because I'm a woman or I just didn't fit it. And she accepted the fact and moved on. Right. And now she's still involved in politics, which I think is great. You know, even that she's not been in office for four or five, six years, she's still involved with, with what's going on because it still affects her life, right? So, And she supports I, what's it, going on in the community, too, uh, with the caucus and all that. Yeah. She's not kind of saying, well, screw you guys. Um, I'm going to show you. And yeah, it she did. She said, okay, hey, right. I, I'm gonna, I'm a, I'm a big lady. I can, I can, I can handle this and keep moving on. And 
and doing the right thing for the for your your community. And she has. Right. Let's stand up to me. Third issue oh, yeah. that's third issue that's going on, guys. And we'll let Casey go first, obviously. Prue <laughs> <laughs> Beidler has done pretty well with the caucus system for 25 years, give or take, right? She's served well as far as I know. Again, I've only been here four years. I'm going by what Scoo tells me. And the minute she got rejected the third time for mayor, the minute she got rejected that third time, all of a sudden the caucus system isn't such a good system anymore. <laughs> How <laughs> is that hypocritical? Or is it? I, I went, I went, I'm going through three issues that if I'm going to vote for her, those are the three things. That third one is you took advantage of this. The system did well for you. Right. Now the system is, you didn't get what you wanted out of the system. Now you're going against the system by contesting the election. What's wrong with that picture, Casey? I mean, come on. This is simple. This this is like the electoral college that, that everybody talks about every time if, if a Republican wins the presidential election, right? Hillary said it saying, are you kidding me? we got to get rid of the electoral The elect college have been, electoral college have been around 200 and something years, right? Well, how long has it been around? 200 years? Okay, so now you want to change that process because it didn't work out for you. You got the most votes, right? But you didn't get the electoral college, which has always been that way. So now, right. 25 years later, she's saying, Wow, the caucus is great. I love the caucus. I'm doing everything right. I'm doing everything right. But now they're pushing back on her, saying, "Well, you're not. You're not who we thought, and you're. you We vetted you, and you're not what we want." Now the caucus is screwed up. It doesn't make any sense. It's called. The, it's the process. It's the way. You're not going to change, change that, and nor should you, in my mind. That's the way. It, that's the way your caucus works, and rightfully so. You guys have had some great mayors and great older women and great older men, and you. You will continue that, but to change the process, no, just because it's not in her favor. Yeah. And, and isn't there a, a, a certain point of reflection on oneself saying, you know, <laughs> I've got, I've done this three times now. And, you know, isn't, isn't there something where you look in the mirror and say, what, one, what am I, what have I done wrong? Because it's been three different interview processes. Um, but I, again, it's like almost the kind of like, you know, I'm, I'm not going to support this anymore. And now it's kind of matriculated to other people saying, I'm not going to support the caucus on this go around. And they've been, they're aldermen and they've been supported by the caucus system. So it's just kind of, kind of bad, a bad look. Well, those are the three hurdles she's got to get over to get, to get my vote. Cause I'm going to put a number four here. It's not three, three a, I met Dr. Tack for coffee because I wanted to learn a little bit about him, Casey. You know, yeah. look him in the eye and, you know, you he's full of crap or whatever. We sat down at uh, Mary's at Gerhardt's uh, Bakery in town. And uh, I walk into the place uh, to meet Dr. Tack. And then uh, I see a couple of ladies yelling at the owner, Mary, and uh they're they're yelling at her because there's a Randy Tack for mayor sign in the window. And the two people that are yelling at the business owner is Prue Beidler. And who's that other lady? Susan Garrett. Susan Garrett. <laughs> <laughs> I 
And That's I, not I like talk I about optics. Her. Yeah, I, I like Susan. I've known her a long time, so I, it's hard for me to say anything bad about Susan. Uh, um, she's always been supportive of me, but, you know, who am I to tell anybody who, you know, I, I always said, I said, you know, even when they would have another sign of another political opponent of mine in their yard, I still went and knocked on the door. You know what yeah. I mean? That, that doesn't deter you from doing it. Saying, you say hi. Here's my here's my piece. Here's what I'm about. Let let people have a voice in their own opinions and make up their own mind. I mean, why are we telling people that they can and can't have a sign in their window or in their yard? What? Why? Why? What? When do we get to this point in in politics where it's not okay to put up a political sign? Whether you whether you agree with them or not, when the election's over on April fourth or whatever, you yank up the sign and say, "Hey, that was fun." And then you go back to being neighbors again, right? I mean, yeah. the, the politics in this is is cause family problems now. It's cause neighbor problems now. I mean, you talk about Thanksgiving and Christmas dinners now. Geez, these are all out wars now to, to, to <laughs> do this stuff. So it's just crazy that you that oh, it's okay. We have a difference of opinion. We don't know where Skew stands. Do I dislike Skew? Not at all. I'd love to see him and meet him and have a cup of coffee with him and and learn more about it. I don't. I'm not a one-track mind where everything I say gets is the way it has to be. I'm glad people have different uh, um, opinions and thoughts. That's what I want. I want. Well, that. if if you don't want that, then you got an echo chamber. You might as well go sit in a Facebook chat yeah. room. So good for those people for leaving their sign up. I mean, yeah. you know, there's a guy in L.A. who who's a, a huge Republican. He's like on Sunset Street or something, and and he has only Republican stuff. And I'm sure in Hollywood. He takes heat every day. I know he does, but he has a huge following of people that still support him, you know, in, in the downtown of Hollywood and good for him. All right. Are we done with politics? Please. Okay. <laughs> I got to talk about politics tonight. Pete. Come on. Oh, that's right. You got to me, me, get me, them all me, fired me. up. <laughs> yeah. You get me rolling. It's only eight in the morning. I got to pour the drinks out. 10 hours before I can talk. We're going to have to do a follow-up cast here. Hey, man, we got to give some props to your alma mater, man. They haven't lost a regular season game. Whoops. Coach Captain Zero, man, two undefeated seasons in a row. Hey, uh, Coach Cat and I talk quite a bit. You know, um, he's recruiting some kids. My my youngest – or my youngest. My nephew's a pretty good football player out of uh, – Chandler High School in Arizona. He's got offers from Nebraska, Iowa, Kansas State, Miami, New Mexico, Arizona, I think Arizona State. So he's getting a really big offer, and I'm not going to break it to you. Um, he's getting a really big offer on Monday the 23rd. I'm not saying anything about it. I'll let you guys find it out on Monday okay. the 23rd. But the kid's a, a good player. He's got he's a cut from the cloth like his father is, right? So uh, this is Brian's son who I'm talking about. And so Coach Cat recruits a lot of the kids from down there in Arizona because they, they got uh, Arizona's got some good kids. They really do. And he's got 40 he's got something a, players from Arizona. <laughs> yeah, he does. And he recruits hard in Arizona. And I, uh, there's a couple kids, there's two brothers on the team that are, that, uh, one's a linebacker, one's a corner and they're not getting recruited by anybody. So I, I told coach cat, I said, give these kids a look, man. They're, they're, they're tough players. They're division three for sure maybe division two, but they're not getting looked at by anybody. So I hope, I hope he makes an effort to get some of those kids, but all props to coach cat. You know, we, we did something we hadn't done in 20 years in, in 2002, 2003 by winning the, the conference championship. And now he's won 
multiple or numerous and yeah uh, what a great what a great thing for him to to do and and to keep going i'm i'm, I'm really proud of, of of that and and keeping it going i really am he's a he's a good he, he came on the show straight up dude uh he he invited me to go to homecoming which i didn't go all right I we gotta go next year then Make are you going date. we're going all right because i hear the tail too. the tailgating is pretty good yeah no they did that's a good party we should go i mean you know, I, I think the last time I've been three or four years ago, I went to a, to a game or two. I've always tried to go to one, you know, even if it's not homecoming um, because it's kind of colder. If I go early in September, you can still kind of go in some short sleeve shirts or shorts. But yeah, yeah, I mean, I try to make a point to go to one 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 a game with two girls now with two kiddos at home. It's tough, but they're great. It's a great little backyard to play in. <laughs> great atmosphere. In the yeah, it really is. It's, it's awesome. It really is, really is a great place. Then uh, we stole a couple restaurants from from you. How do you feel about that, uh, Sophia's and uh, <laughs> Le Colonial? <laughs> I think it's great. Uh, Ryan O'Donnell from uh, the owner of Ballyhoo, who has Sophia's. He's a a great guy. His his stepmother and father are residents in my village, so I know him really well. Um, Sophia's is great. It's going to do great over there for you guys. La Colonia, I think I've been twice there. Uh, I don't know the owners, but uh, I, I hope they do well. It's got, you know, great reviews, raving reviews. Not Honestly, not my my type of style of food. It, my wife loves it. She thinks it's great. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not, it's honestly not my Can we just send all the wives food. there? And then we I'm can fine with that. No, please send it up. So I'm, I'm fine with that. <laughs> I mean, so send it up, Pete. But, I'll yeah, let the sound I, uh, post. I hope they do great. They're both in great locations. Um, I, I do believe, and like I said, Ryan O'Donnell's with with Sophia. He's he's great. He's a great operator. He's got a great mind, and and he's going to do good things there. I want to see Pete go to Sophia's and and hammer down that gigantic steak just for the podcast. <laughs> I I was there, and that and a tomahawk, one of the tomahawks. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's nothing. Just slide that thing off. Got it. <laughs> Uh, and then on a downer note, one of your old hangouts, uh, the Lantern, uh, Beth Tiffany, rest in peace, passed away. Her funeral is this Saturday, 10 a.m. St. Mary. So everybody out wow. there uh, suddenly fit 54, 55, something, you know, year, years old. But uh, you went, it was your old hangout, right? Oh, I love the Lantern. I I went there every Friday for three straight years while I was in college. Uh, you know, me and a couple of buddies, we'd go have a Friday lunch there, especially Saturday before game day. We'd have Friday or we'd take a few of the guys in there and have, have lunch. You know, we were done at noon, have a nice lunch, go home, take a nap, and then go through our walkthrough <laughs> at 3.30 or 4. It was kind of nice. So, yeah, man, I like the Lantern. I always liked it. Thought it was cool. Loved the train going around. Um, inside, just 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 a good atmosphere, nice little family place. Um, been in there a million times. I I I, I really like that place. So sad news on that end for Beth. Yeah. And then uh, any breaking news on Matawa? See, that's how you say it, Scoo Matawa. Yeah, Scoo. Uh, the village of Matawa. No, you know what? We have no breaking news. We we're we're still pretty liquid. We're we're financially sound. We're 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 doing Costco. great. No. Yeah, we got Costco, we got Granger, so we got some good things. I mean, listen, people always say, how's the village? I said, we're on cruise control. I, I, I spoke about Sandy and Mandy earlier. 
they they really make my village run. It's nothing new. I, I got a great board. I got great trustees. Obviously, we're in the middle of an election too, uh, midterm for us. So yeah. I got, you know, we're. Uh, I think everybody's unopposed. So, you know, no nothing crazy flying around that that it's going to get sticky with. So I think they all wait till I till I run to to make sure that it gets sticky because in three elections I've never had uh, an uncontested an un, uncontested one. So. For whatever reason, they like to run against me, which is fine. So I promote that. I mean, <laughs> like uh, a good challenge. I, I believe in contested elections, so I'm okay with that. Please. And then to sum up, uh, Lake County, 14% voter turnout. Mail-in balloting, maybe that'll help. Casey, you think people care enough to even get the mail-in ballot? I don't know. I, here's a couple things I, I think Pete and Skew, in my mind, you know, 2020 was a weird, weird for us, right? It's COVID. The voting was different. Maybe people didn't want to get out and vote. Um, uh, 2022, you 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 saw a little comeback. I mean, we we uh, we always have some high turnouts in my village. Um, so, Over 50 percent. Yeah, we have high turnouts. We really do. I tell you, people care about politics in our village, which I think is great. You know, it's your it's your it's your right to vote, and I think you should. That's my personal opinion. Um, I think you should voice it through voting. I always said, if, if you don't like what I do, then vote me out. If if the, you don't like the directions of people, the village is going, then vote them people out. Then do the caucus or do put the group together, run a slate. You know, uh, when our residents come to the board sometimes or we're on the phone, I say, you know what? With all due respect, Mr. Jansen, whatever, there's, a, there's an election coming up in December. Go pull a packet, file your papers, file for a campaign, run your campaign for four months and see how it works out for you. And then make a change on the village if you don't like it. I, I believe that's that, that's a great process we have in this world still is is running a campaign. And I said that to you, Skew, and, and Pete. I said, you know, running four campaigns in 10 years, whether I won or lost my first one in 2013, it was one, probably one of the, the best things that I had done because I knew – that win or lose that campaign, I learned so much. I met so many people. It was just a, a good process of doing it. You know, we're a nonpartisan village, which I think is awesome. Um, I, I really do. A nonpartisan village, you know, we don't really get into the, the crazy stuff, which I think is good. Yeah. So I had a, I had a board, a, a special meeting one time. We were talking about a village hall and uh, I have a resident who's, who's, he, down the corner from me, his name is um, Mike uh, uh, Mike Oberman. He's a great guy, him and his wife, Margo. They got four kids. They're phenomenal people. Mike said he stood up at a meeting. It was about two hours long, and we were going back and forth, and it went, it went really smooth. Everybody got the chance to talk. Everybody got the voice of their opinion. We we gave everybody ample time, and we did everything the right white right, right. And He stood up at any meeting, and he said, you know what, Casey? He said, if I wanted, if, if I know you're Republican, he said, if I want a Democrat, I'd vote for you. <laughs> he said, <laughs> but it, it made me feel good because I said, you know, I, I felt like the meeting went so smooth and it was, it, it went good. I'm not patting myself on the back. That goes to just the whole board and council and everything. The residents were great. You know, they, they gave everybody ample time to speak and there was no, no, you can't do that. And you can't do that. And not, Democrats don't do that. And Republicans don't do that. It was just a good conversation which i i think sometimes we miss right. we do it's not your identity right yeah it's it's like, right. like i said 
<laughs> I, I, I donated Alexi. Look, Alexi, you know, I, I like Alexi. I'm happy he won for Secretary of State. Um, you know, it's just Alexi that I've known for 20 years, and it's hard for me to say no to him. I'm sorry. That's just the way it is. I'm a loyal guy. Even though he says you shoot too much. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> Thank you for coming on again. I appreciate you both. Uh... Casey Erlocker, thank you for coming on the Lake Forest Podcast. Thanks, thank Casey. you, gentlemen. You guys be good. Have a great you week. Be good. All right. Happy good luck here. with the meeting tonight, my friend. Thanks, Carlos. Lots care. of coffee. The Lake Forest Podcast is supported by viewers, listeners, and businesses just like you. Make a memory of a lifetime with Shark Eye Outdoors out of Longboat Key, Florida. Experience their shark beach fishing, kayak tours, and fossil hunting. Go to SharkGuyOutdoors.com and schedule an outing now. Forest Bluff Real Estate Group serves Illinois, Wisconsin, Lake Forest, and Lake Bluff. John Josephitis, Laura Lee Van Fleet, and Michelle Parnell get a free market analysis now at ForestBluffRealEstate.com. For the best cannabis in the world, look no further than Iliad Epic Grow. Their cannabis cultivation center owned by Lake Bluff's own Rich Ruzich. They focus on hard-to-find small batch products that will delight both the occasional user and guys. When visiting Michigan, ask for it by name, Epic Products, Exceptional Process, Iliad Epic Grow. For more information, email info at iliadgrow.com. Havy Communications has been helping first responders arrive safely since 1983. It's owned by Lake Forest owned Mike Havy. Check them out at havycommunications.com. We'd also like to say that we're thankful for Patreon supporters. Reverend Lupac from the Church of the Holy Spirit. Matt A, Elizabeth C, Coastal Lance Otto, RDM, John C, and Dan Rogers. Shout out to the Lake Forest Breakfast Group, Rod Stop in Kenosha, Captain Mike's Kenosha, Greentown Tavern, Waukegan, and the Frolic Lounge in Waukegan.